uh, I'll hang out if if you want and chime in with some hilarious patented Avery Monson chime in. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably call Thessaly a nerd a few times. All right. So you'll be sort of like guarding Thessaly. Yep. The whole show. Sure. Well, why don't you hang around and if you get bored, you can leave. If you get bored of playing D against Thessaly, you can go. <laughs> Thessaly is the star like critic then, I guess. She. Oh yeah, she's definitely the one to look out for. Yeah. Watch out for number ten, Thessaly the Force. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, let's do one final day check. Everybody up and running with their recordings. Oh yeah, recording yep. stuff. Yeah. All good. Yeah, I'm good. Evie. So yeah, uh, Avery, are you doing audio hijack? Yeah, audio hijack like a pro. Great. All right, well, as long as you're audio hijacking on um, and not the other option, we can go. Well, couldn't you just jack on and also off? I don't know what that would even mean. You guys run a really classy podcast, I want you to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hey, you're supposed to de-Thessaly. Leave us alone. (laughs) Oh, no. He's he's just like a free safety. (laughs) Unnecessary roughness. Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, This'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Good evening, Meet Suits and Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 114. We have now done as many episodes as the exit number on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey that leads to the Bell Labs Crawford Hill location where the cosmic microwave background radiation was originally discovered using the Humdelhorn antenna. Wow. Speaking of inconsequential things that happen either in or near New York, this week we're talking about the second half of Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. This episode, as always, is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep. If you go to that address, you can sign up for a free trial lasting about 14 days of the Audible's Book a Month subscription. But the key is you get one free audiobook just for signing up to try it out, and you keep that book and your support of our show, even if you cancel before they charge you anything. How could you afford not to? Also, uh, we are talking about this topic because it was voted for by you, the listeners. If you want to try to suggest a topic for us to cover, you can go to readashweep.com slash suggest and put your name into the Democratic voting system uh, and your suggestions that way. If you want to guarantee that you win, just like in normal democracy, you can go to readashweep.com slash sponsor and for a small fee, you can skip the line and guarantee that your vote wins. So, both good options. We've got a couple of sponsored podcasts coming up in the next month, so you can find out how cool it is to have some have your own topic picked by going to one of those two addresses. So let me introduce your panel. First up, of course, uh, my name is Alex Falcone. You can subscribe to me uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alex Falcone. And uh, just you should be warned, though, before you do that, that every 10 days, Facebook is going to change their privacy policy. So pretty soon, I'll, I'll be able to see your bank balances in the ticker. I have not been embezzling money from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Glad we got that out of the way. Also, so uh, I'm just so sick of the phony introductions that I've been doing to everybody. So I'm stripping it down. We're just going to be straight up today. In Northern California, it's some phony, Ezra Fox. I am a phony. In Seattle, Washington, it's this other phony named Chris Smith. That's what you call precision. In Iowa City, Thessaly, LaForce, LaPhony. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> In Queens, New York, not even the cool part of New York, 
Avery, I'm a phony, Monson. Guys, I, uh, I've i had a few drinks this evening, and I am in the mood to pat the head of a sleeping teenager. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, like I see him. I don't want you to get all flitty on him. Is that weird or not, though? I don't know. You don't know. All right, uh, Chris, I guess we have to talk about the book uh, this way. Yep. You are our summarizer. Yep. Get in and do it. Preferably in the style of a bored person, because he's telling the same story over and over again to a different psychoanalyst. Okay, so Holden Caulfield ran away from school and is in New York City. He wanders around New York City and he does the following. He wanders around New York City and he makes out with this girl Sally in a taxi, but she doesn't want to run away with him to Maine. Mm-hmm. He wanders around New York and stays at his teacher's house, only to be kind of molested if you count four heads, and I do. <laughs> um, he wanders around New York and gets drunk at a bar with one of his old schoolmates, who now dates an older woman from the Orient. Uh, he wanders around and hangs out <laughs> at a museum and scares little boys with mummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> valid. Um, and he, he wanders around New York and he hangs out with his little sister Phoebe and is moved, like cut to the core, when she rides a carousel in the rain. Mm-hmm. And that's about the second half of the book. He decides he wants to help the little children, like Jesus. So, Chris, would you say, when somebody says, like, no one has the right to touch you in your bathing suit area, that the forehead yeah. is part of your bathing suit area? Well, yeah, bathing I, cap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could always bathe in, like, you know, kind of a, a, a swimmy burka, you know, which is the whole <laughs> body, including dome. So, really, only can you can only be touched in the eyes. Um, <laughs> that works. I wear goggles, actually, so that's not part of it either. <laughs> All right, well, for, for, for then you, you, Ezra, I'll leave you alone, but Chris, I'm going to touch you in the eyes next time. Yep, when I'm swimming. I'm going to molest the, only the shit place. out of your eyes. Ew. Don't. <laughs> All right, guys, so uh, here's how this works. We uh, like start and end every show with a compliment sandwich, so uh, that's how we prove that we are fair and legitimate criticism, whether or not we like the actual work. So today, Thessaly, you're technically the guest. Avery, you can just jump in wherever you want. You're not going to have to be required <laughs> to have anything. <laughs> I, I didn't ask you to prepare anything, so you don't have to have an actual compliment or a hate. But if you feel if you feel moved, jump in. But Thessaly, as the guest, you get to decide for yourself whether you want to go first or last. What do you prefer? Uh, last, please. Last. It is. All right. Ezra, start us off, please. There is a nice kernel of wisdom here. Right. Holden says at one point, you hate to tell new stuff to somebody around 100 years old. They don't like to hear it. This is very true. <laughs> you can't teach an old man new facts. Yeah, yeah, or anything. Like, even, like, racism that, like, you know, shouldn't, like, exist, you know, in the last 50 years or so. Like, old people can be racist against, like, um, I guess the Irish or something like that. Like, you know, people who, like, <laughs> moved way beyond, you know? Yeah. <laughs> who we now consider just everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Do we consider everyone Irish? Yeah, on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Yeah, okay. that's why I get kissed from that <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yeah, that I wear. You get kissed because you have a great personality, Ezra. Oh. <laughs> and a very yeah. handsome mouth. <laughs> thank, thank you both, these guys. <laughs> I'm blushing a little bit. <laughs> ah, that Irish color. All right, Chris. Yes. Um, so totally un-Irish. Tell us what your compliment is. Indeed. Um, so uh, Holden's little sister, Phoebe, um, and this is just part of the language that we used at the time, um, is described as being very fisty when she feels like it, when she's punching him. <laughs> and I just love it. It's it's like when someone's handsy, but no, they're fisty. And they're yeah. just, I, I, I love that combination of 
noun plus y to equal yeah. exactly what that is. Well, that's how they use sex, right? He means, like, we're going to have sex. He's like, we're going to go get sexy. Yeah, exactly. So running with that theme, then you'd be like, if somebody was getting handsy with you under the table, you'd be like, no, stop getting fisty with me under the table. Yeah, exactly. If somebody's punching you in the leg. And right now I'm getting a little drinky, and that's fun. <laughs> when did the show become a drinking thing, a drinking show? Episode 86. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, for people listening at home, anytime anyone says the word phony, take a drink. How about that? <laughs> nice. Phony, phony, phony. Yeah. And does that mean... <laughs> Also, every time every time Ezra says something about a wang, take a drink. <laughs> I like that as soon as we tell you it's a drinking game, Thessaly, you're just like chug, chug, chug. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta, you know, get they have to catch up, you know. Also, if somebody is being phony, does that mean they're hitting me with a phone under the table? <laughs> oh, that's true. Pretty good. <laughs> Anytime Alex makes a pun, take a drink. <laughs> All right, so my compliment, uh, my major compliment is this. I, I really like when people take philosophical positions on things that will never happen again and have never happened before. Okay, such as? Holden does the, he does it all the time in the book. The, the one that I wrote down was, uh, it's nice when somebody tells you about their uncle, especially when they start out telling you about their father's farm and then all of a sudden get more interested in their uncle and then tell you about their uncle. It's like, hmm. it's nice when I was walking down Main Street uh, <laughs> and it was slightly cloudy. Then I bought a pizza slice, but they didn't have the one I wanted, so I got a different kind. And then he would be like, it's nice when you get pizza when it's cloudy and they don't have the right kind. People never have the right kind of pizza when it's cloudy out. The whole book. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it was like, uh, and help me out, Thessaly, isn't it synecdoche? Is that the one where the part stands for the whole? Yes. Yeah. So the pizza in the cloudy day stands for all food in all days. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, also, isn't synecdoche, isn't, isn't that just less cool than queens yeah, that's, <laughs> there's very few places that are less cool than queens but that's one of them synecdoche <laughs> what what are the other places avery uh i don't know siberia <laughs> siberia new york siberia new york yeah <laughs> oh, okay siberia not siberia siberia because i was going to apologize to our siberian listeners <laughs> no. but i don't have to if it's only people from nope. siberia new york also uh ireland Take that, Irish. <laughs> oh, boy. That's everybody. <laughs> You've offended my t-shirt. I know. <laughs> All I, feel right. like the, I feel like the people of Queens are going to be very angry. <laughs> they're they hear they're already generally pretty angry. Uh, a few days ago, this is a real thing that happened to me in Queens. I was walking next to this adorable little old woman. Uh, she was walking next to me on the sidewalk. And I thought in my head, what an adorable little old woman. And then uh, there was a pigeon in front of us. And she... Uh, without breaking eye contact at me with me, uh, spat right onto the pigeon. Just <laughs> hocked a loogie onto that bird. I like it when you're walking and you see an old woman spitting on a pigeon. People are always spitting on pigeons when you're looking at yeah. them. You can't teach an old woman not to spit on a pigeon. She won't like it. It's impossible. <laughs> All right, Thessaly, it is uh, time for you. You may put it off no longer. What's your major compliment? My major compliment is the fact that Phoebe has a lot of notebooks. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Yep. I have a lot of notebooks, too. And then when he shows us what's inside the notebook, it's kind of like a poem. It's kind of amazing. Like, it starts off, Bernice, meet me at recess. I have something very, very important to tell you. And then the next page is, why has southeastern Alaska so many caning factories? <laughs> Mm. Which also, uh, 
caning factories? Canning. Canning. Excuse me. No, no. I think he said no, no. I think it was caning. I, I remember hearing <laughs> this in that section. Well, so, it was corporal punishment factors. Yeah. yeah, they're like, you can't can that. You can't ship that across places. I want to I look this up really quick because I really do think it was caning factories. No, it, it totally was. Um, while you while wow. you look that up, I've got a compliment. Oh, yeah? Oh, do you? Sometimes, sometimes I go on, uh, on OkCupid, the dating website. Uh, which yes. I, I don't want to discuss that any further. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> just part of your day. They have a, yeah, it's just like every, every night, 9.30, it's time to drink, talk about Catcher in the Rye, and then go on OkCupid. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for filling us in. Sure thing. Uh, but there's a section on there where they where they say, like, your favorite books, and you fill it out. And uh, if someone, if some girl has written uh, Catcher in the Rye under her favorite books, that is an immediate cue to me that she has not read a single book since high school. And then I, yeah. I pass her by. Or that you might be dating a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or did you see that movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson where <laughs> all the assassins buy po- copies of Catch in the Ryan's conspicuous because adults don't read that book? Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Wait, did you say Mel Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, Conspiracy Wait. Theory? Totally good. Really? Before he was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of his post-crazy work, too. I mean, I'm not complaining. I was just surprised. <laughs> yeah, the beaver. What a what an A number one gem. Okay. All right, Pre- Passion of the Christ. Post crazy pre beaver. <laughs> Specifically, I like Passion of the Christ and that uh, the movie in Brazil with all the Inuits. Oh, it was uh, great. Wow, you got none of that right. <laughs> Apocalypto or whatever. Yeah, yeah Apocalypto was that so was, good. Was the Yucatan with the Mayans. <laughs> <laughs> Incans was what I was trying to say. Incans are in Peru. <laughs> Move on. And you were so confused right fresh now. Fresh from their canning factory, the Inuits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving right along. Uh, so normally this would be the place where we play the... Uh, a hate game where we talk about things we hate from the book, but I wanted to mix it up if it's okay with you guys. Today I want to play, instead I want to play a, a hate game called Hatin' Caulfield, because Holden is better at hating than will ever be. Hmm. You may have noticed. And I wanted to discuss some stuff that he hates and see if we hate it also. Nice. Or stuff that he likes and see totally. if we like that. Yeah. So I'll start out just some things that I can remember off the top of my head of things that he hated. Actors who are so believable in their acting <laughs> that they're unbelievable. Hmm. Is this something you hate? Thinking about that question feels like uh, trying to figure out how a Mobius strip works. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I get what Holden's saying, because, like, Tom Hanks is this kind of actor that I can't handle. I, I just, <laughs> it's, like, too much for me. It's, like, too much acting. It's just, uh, like, when he gets all lovey-dovey or he starts trying to cry, it's just, like, the only time I've been able to handle him was in Toy Story, which is when I can't see his face. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's my favorite time with act. My my favorite work actors do is when they're not there and they're being drawn. But that's, I mean, it's a good point. Like, you know, when when the actors are so believable, like it just looks like you're looking through a window into real life, and it's people doing dishes, and it's not a real movie. That's not great. <laughs> you know. Are you revealing to us that you look into people's windows all the time, <laughs> and then think it's a movie? You know, maybe, maybe not. But I, it, the point is, I've seen movies like that. Instead and, of a TV, do you just have a frame of a TV on your window that looks across at another apartment? Uh, I refuse to answer that in case my neighbors <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris's neighbors. Hey. <laughs> just a shout out. Hope you're not from Siberia or Ireland. Yeah. 
You seem nice. Don't hurt me. All right. Other other. He also he hates piano players who show off when they're playing piano. I totally feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm smelling Come what on. he's stepping in. So do you guys then agree that piano players should only play in closets? No. Because <laughs> that's where he goes with it. He's like, if I played piano, I would only play in a closet. <laughs> All right, that's the holding extreme right there. It just gets a little too extreme. You know, it's you a just false dichotomy. Sort of dial it back. Yeah. Do you think that's where R. Kelly got his idea for trapped in a closet? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> he wanted to play piano. Yep. yep. I mean, I would put trapped in a closet up there with Mel Gibson uh, in the <laughs> after they went crazy, but before they got boring. Do you remember <laughs> when he he saw that Inuit in his closet? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that was a little person. I get Inuits and midgets mixed up all the time, you guys. I'm so sorry. All right, here's a really here's a really tough one. Um, there was the guy who hangs too many things in his closet, mm. but then he whistles really well. Mm. What do you think? Do you hate that guy, or do you kind of like that guy for his great whistling? Whistling, I think, is a a skill that I have that really not enough people appreciate. So. Yeah, I would love that. Are to be you my... that guy? What, how many things do you hang in your closet? Uh, you know, a decent amount. Oh, Man, he's that guy. I hate, so I hate right that now, guy. Ezra. Whistle, Ezra. Pr- see if I, I want to judge. Name a tune. Trapped in the Closet right. by R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I don't know how the tune. Okay, Poker Face. That was like the acoustic version of Poker Face. I don't know if it picked up or not. <laughs> um, guys, speaking of Poker Face, I've got a great Weird Al parody song for Poker Face, which is called Topher Grace. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did oh that guy God. go? Where did he go? Yeah, where is Topher Grace? Yeah. I'm just saying, I think he could have a comeback if Weird Al would help him out with this one. Um, I, I have another hate. I have a hate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so remember when he takes Sally to the whatever, the the play or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, they run into George, who's like a big, big deal, because he like goes to an Ivy League school and like went to Andover, right? Word. And then, um, and then they ask George a question, or maybe Sally asks George how he likes to play, and, and Holden says he was the kind of phony that has to give them themselves room when they answer somebody's questions. <laughs> and he like steps back and steps on someone's foot. I totally hate that kind of person. I have so much trouble picturing this. I've just I can't imagine someone doing that. Well, he just he has like kind of like a running start to answer the question. Kind of he's like, okay, let me sum up what I mean because I'm that important. So so like our conversation is like a slip and slide. Yes, very much like that. All right, I'm sorry to disagree with you, Thessaly, but I like slip and slide. I hope there's a gator at the end of it. He's not a real gator. He's an inflatable alligator. <laughs> yeah, but what if in- instead of a gator, it was just a pompous asshole? Yes, pompous <laughs> asshole. But it was an inflatable pompous asshole. <laughs> just imagine the guy has to, like, readjust his tie and then, like, clear his throat. And then it's going to tell you what he thinks. And what he thinks is actually not that interesting or different than what you think. Like, you didn't adjust your tie or clear your throat. Everyone should own a dictionary. <laughs> if I had a tie, I would I would adjust it. You sounded very confident there, and I am currently ordering a dictionary on eBay. <laughs> the best dictionary you can find, my man. Also, for, for people playing at home, Thessaly did say phony, and so you should be taking a drink right now. Avery also said it. <laughs> From now on, anytime Avery mentions the drinking game, you have to take a drink. His drinking oh game got God, super meta. Not a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> So can I can I take a moment to address something that Ezra said last um, last time? Yeah, yeah follow up yeah. to last week's episode. Wow. Ezra kind of said that um, 
that like you know in the first half that there's like the first instance of a cougar in literature yes um and that's not totally true and i it's probably not actually... even close to remotely true <laughs> it's, it's one of those claims that ezra probably thought he could get away with but booyah we got thessaly here today <laughs> avery avery you left her wide open i'm so sorry man i took a i took a drink break and she got through <laughs> Anyway, I don't know enough about cougars in literature, but I think I might actually want to write about it after we're done with this. But the best example I could find was Henry James's The Ambassadors, which uh, I don't know if you guys have read. But anyway, there's definitely a cougar in that, Marie de Voynay. So I just I just I thought that would be fun to point out to readers. Maybe if your readers or listeners know of other cougars in literature, they could share them with you guys. Also, the Countess de Winter in uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Um, Miss Marple. <laughs> Miss Marple. Yeah, I think Miss Marple is pretty much a cougar. <laughs> we like to crowdsource questions like this all the time just because it's fun. Are you you would like to crowdsource this question to yeah. help you write actual intelligent thought? Uh yeah, definitely. If people have their if they have favorite cougars in literature, definitely. like I what about uh what about Nanny from the Muppet Babies? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yes yeah definitely yes so okay. uh, and one, one last thing from people that holden hates this is actually not holden this is his friend loose but loose was hating on his ex-girlfriend and he called her uh the whore of new hampshire mm. and i don't know what your position is my, my initial position is that if it's like an elected office like lieutenant governor of florida then i hate her but if it's like an earned title like sausage king of chicago then i kind of <laughs> like her thoughts <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was beyond disbelief because uh, there's only whores in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh this is dear! Isolate and and uh, people fight my geographic region and I mean, destroy them. You know, Loose kind of. I was turned off by Loose in general. Just the whole thing, the whole shtick. So I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, no, I'm, that, di- yeah. I'm inclined to. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a good example of what Holden should not become. Here's the thing about the 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 whore of New Hampshire. I think there must be term limits. <laughs> You're suggesting it is an elected position. Yeah, I don't. Well, if it is, it's not a for life thing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, sure, not a lifetime appointment. Definitely not. It's more like yeah. okay. Here's why I think it is. I think it's more like like a heavyweight belt. I'm guessing. <laughs> so you have to you have to defeat the previous whore of New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. With some sort of presumably mud wrestling activity. Or whoring. I don't know. Maybe it's just like like you know like a whore board and then you have to like have your whore uh i guess totals for the year when do you think a whore's like peak is like their apex like I... oh that's like, a great question yeah like when does a whore reach uh reach maturity i mean, like in football what you can you can be in the nfl till you know like i mean how old was brett Favre? i mean yeah yeah. yeah i mean again going for like the the cougar stuff i think um Miss Marple and Mrs. Haversham uh, from uh, Great Expectations, they peaked late, I'm pretty sure. So um, there are many great years of whoring ahead of everyone. Yeah. I think my, my favorite whore is Ashley Dupre, to be totally honest. <laughs> Who's that? Is that Jermaine's sister? The one who slept with Elliot Spitzer. She's kind of... Oh. Oh, yeah. She was pretty... Yeah. She, like, released a rap album or something. Yeah. The rap album is pretty classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good move. Although, in all fairness, she was not a whore. She was a, an escort. Oh, it's a, uh. it's a price thing. It's I thought like whore was like price. a catch-all phrase. No, no, no. It's the, you know, it, Thessaly, it's the difference between a vase and a vase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's how much you paid for it. Wait, isn't that mm. tomato, tomato? 
No, it's not. No, that's it, like if you paid more for a tomato, you don't start calling it a tomato. Yeah, I bought this organic tomato at Whole Foods. And this tomato from Safeway. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's just. <laughs> I think it's different. I think it's. I think it's Vase Vaz. Well, thank you so much for tuning into a uh, Whore Chat podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast only about whores, all whores, all the time. I Avery. It's not like you're playing defense. I feel like you are the show's critic that is sitting on the show, telling us what you think of us as it's going on. You're totally Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Avery, Avery is the moral backbone of this show. Man, speaking um, of Muppets, how about that nanny from? the Muppet Babies, am I right? Yowza! Yeah, I've, I've I've got a little uh I've got a little segment. Here. Yeah, what do you want to do, Chris? And maybe this this could be kind of a, a piggyback segment, but uh this is a read it and weep rant. Mm-hmm. So this book is not about being modern. It's not about how there's an unreliable narrator, and it's not about how teenagers can be precocious in ways you didn't expect. It's about how teenagers are terrible people. <laughs> teenagers blow smoke in nuns' faces accidentally because they have no breath control. Mm-hmm. They're busy asking young girls out like six or seven for hot chocolate. Come on, in New York, that's pretty much statutory. He tells girls he loves them, but he, he he's lying, even though he doesn't know he's lying because he doesn't know enough because he's stupid. And you know what? Teenagers get drunk. And they walk through Central Park mm-hmm. alone at night in the mm-hmm. cold. Yeah, they try to make conversation with cabbies who really just want to be left alone to drive. Yeah, and they call girls at 1 a.m. and yell at their grandmothers. I mean, this yeah. is not a book about how cute or self-discovery e holds. Well, fortunately, cell phones took care of that last one. Grandma doesn't have to answer my phone anymore. Yeah, well, that's that's true, but it, it means that teenagers will then text inappropriate things at other people's grandmothers. Like sexts? <laughs> I don't think the goal of sexting is to send it to somebody else's grandmother. I don't think that's the way that works. You guys are not doing sexting right if you're not doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you could cakest somebody else's grandmother. I think you could cakest her. Um, she would love that, actually. I think more about cookies, actually. Oh, cooksting? Mm. Yeah, cooksting is a good idea. I don't understand what your what your idea there was, Chris. Like, grandma's going to answer all my texts first? Like, I'm sorry, Alex can't look at this sext message because he's asleep, but he'll get back to you later. Look, I don't know about you, Alex, but um, I definitely employ a grandparent to stay up all night <laughs> and watch my cell phone. <laughs> Nana responds to all texts between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. <laughs> At which point she leaves for bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Morning bingo, <laughs> Nana. <laughs> I, have, I have another question. Would you got? What do you guys think of Sally? Like, would you go on a date with Sally, or like? I think she's uh... young for me. It depends on what she lists as her favorite books in OK Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> the book that she's in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catching the rye? No, thank you. <laughs> uh, which makes me think that if you go onto Mel Gibson's OK Cupid profile, he would list his favorite movies as his own. Not The Beaver. He knows better. <laughs> okay, but the other ones that are not The Beaver Hand one. What women want. <laughs> Actually, what women want would be a really funny thing for him to put on OK Cupid. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just a second, guys. I need a few minutes to update my profile real quick. <laughs> I got an idea. I don't like Sally. Sally sounds like she sucks. Why not? Why don't you like Sally? She's a, exactly how Holden described her. She's that type of girl who just like, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, amazing. I love it. Like, If I may, though, mm, please, unreliable narrator. You're right. She was actually 17 feet tall. 
She was made mostly out of Jello, and uh, <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> in t- it, totally, and uh, this whole thing, like when he thought he was making out with her in the back of a cab, he was making out with just a Jello cup, and she wasn't even there. <laughs> Wait, a seventeen-foot Jello cup? That's a Jello yeah, bowl, you guys. Nasty. That's a bowl. <laughs> it's that big. You can't call it a cup anymore. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Telegram to read it, weep, HQ. Urgent. Wait a lot, love, love. The new J.D. Salinger ads. Stop. Thought he was dead. Stop. We have sent a briefcase by a courier with $100,000. Stop. And a package of almond brittle. Stop. Wanted to see if he'd write the script for the Catcher of the Rye sequel. Stop. Guys, there is no way we can write an entire movie in Salinger's voice. We just got lucky that he happened to have been giving Flannery O'Connor the time. Yeah, that totally happened. So let's just send that courier back with his hundred grand and his almond... Wait, where's the almond brittle? Oh, hey. So I'm late to the meeting. Dude, did you guys try this almond brittle? Tastes really... Legally binding. Dudes, it's no problem. Holden Caulfield's an iconic character. We could drop him into any other movie, and people would love it. We'd give them a dozen scripts without breaking a sweat. Coming soon, Inception in the Rye. It's a dream inside a dream. Inside a dream. I didn't pay the hooker on dream level two. So long, Crumbum. Napoleon Dynamite in the Rye. Phonies took my goddamn tots. Thelma and Louise in the Rye. Louise, no matter what happens, I'm glad I came with you. I love you, Thelma. This Grand Canyon's pretty crummy, Thelma. I gotta get a free audiobook from audiblepodcast.com slash weep so I don't get bored while we drive off that cliff. audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Almond Brittle is a legally binding contract in 18 states and Puerto Rico. So the reason we have Avery today, actually, was not just so that he can insult Thessaly, was but actually because uh, Avery is the author of, of the book, the recent book, I Feel Relatively Neutral About New York. And uh, so as a New York expert, <laughs> as a popular author on the subject of New York, we thought we'd ask you some New York questions that came up when we were reading Catcher in the Rye. Sure thing. I, I make no promises to be able to answer these correctly. but Yeah, I, I just have to say, I think I've lived in New York longer than Avery. Listen, yeah, well, Thessaly, if I you just... want to fight, we can go right now. <laughs> I've got a goddamn book. Yeah, how many books have you written about New York, Thessaly? Just curious. <laughs> okay, oh, she did no. write for the New Yorker, though. Oh, yeah, that's I mean... true. That's right. New Yorker. Pay She's... me money. Thessaly, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight either. I want to promote Avery's book. I want to promote your zine. Um, Avery... Girl crush. Zine.tumblr.com. Oh Let's go. I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking done with famous people. You guys are impossible. <laughs> I love you. Uh, no, I... Well, okay. So, Thessaly, but, here's what we'll do then. Since Avery has been judging you this whole show, you can judge his answers. He will right. be our expert, but you'll, you can play defense against him. Fair. Sounds good. So, Avery, has the Museum of Natural History changed since uh, 1951, or is there still a dirty statue of a wax statue of a Native American where I could look at her cleavage? Um, God, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been in that museum since I was a little kid, and we visited here one time. Damn it, half my questions I'm were so about that. I'm so sorry. 
we're, you don't have to stop asking them, Chris. Yeah, no, it's still there. Yeah, it's, right. it's still there in case. You're um, okay, so <laughs> at the museum, um, when you went there with your family, how easy is it to pick up little boys into your group without a wingman? <laughs> I feel like I'm not sure how I can answer this without incriminating myself somehow. Statue of limitations, man. It was when oh. you were a kid. Oh yeah. I guess I, as a as a toddler visiting the Museum of Natural History, <laughs> did pick up some other toddlers without a wing top. But it was more of a chicken run situation. I was like, let's all let's escape this museum. And then you built a catapult. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was Mel Gibson, wasn't it? Did Mel Gibson? Do oh that my God, voice? you're right. Yeah, that's my favorite acting he's ever done. <laughs> all right, uh, let me ask you another question. Um, which prep school did you attend, Avery? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I grew up in California and only recently moved to New York. Mm-hmm. So I went to Marin Academy, just like Thessaly and Ezra Fox. And how easy was it to keep from getting kicked out of that school? Um, I give it a, on a scale from one to easy, I would say about a seven. That's a confusing scale, sir. I, yeah, it's about a seven. I Come do what on. I can. We did not learn scales at Marin Academy. I'll just put that out. On a scale from one to confusing scales, I would say that was about a five. <laughs> five B. Yeah. Right, and uh, another question about New York. Have you ever been offered a prostitute by an elevator guy? <laughs> uh, that's just a regular Tuesday night for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Avery, um, this is about uh, Central Park. Sure. So where do the ducks go? Where do the ducks go? That was in the my, winter. I was saving that one for last. Where do the ducks go in the winter? Um, Does the guy pick them up and put them in a truck? Yeah, man. There's a there's a truck guy. There's just some duck, duck truck guy. The, the duck truck, sure. Thessaly, I don't believe him. It's uh, it's called migration. That's, what the uh, migration truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys hear? You heard about the ducks that they they massacred in Brooklyn, right? Did oh, you know? I heard wait, about what? That. Oh my God, I thought it Queens was is getting better all the time. <laughs> I mean, just I don't want to. I don't want to make this show a downer. People should just look this up in their yeah, own time. Yeah, let's talk more about horse. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want this to be a downer. Pick your own time to ruin your mood. Yeah, <laughs> on a scale of almost all of it to totally all of it, how much of your science knowledge do you learn anecdotally from cabbies? Um, I would say about a, a six and a half. Avery, what's the legal drinking age in New York? Uh, like either 16 or 17, whatever we decided that Holden is. <laughs> and and does it change based on the amount of gray hair that a child has? Um, yeah, it seems like. Like how how dignified is this 16 year old? Dignified, all right. Senatorian, or is, is the word stentatorian? Sure. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a a person who practiced the art of stent dancing, mm. <laughs> which is dancing when you have a little uh, mesh brass thing holding your ve- your veins open. Uh, that's a stint. Oh man! Is that when you like have like a cameo like on a show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I missed that. I mixed mix that one up yeah. in three different places. <laughs> Avery, quick question: sure thing. Um, When you're in, at a cheap-looking restaurant and you have donuts and coffee, but you don't eat the donuts, can you just return them? Hmm. Uh, New York is like the Wild West, except further east, in that anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. What do you mean by that? And give me three examples. Example one. I have no examples because I'm a little bit tipsy. Example two. That's the end of my talk. I think it depends on the diner. Depends on the diner. Thank you, Fezzily. Okay, I have one last question. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Avery, it sounds like you you were not born and raised in New York City. Correct. Um, (laughs) 
but Excellent deduction, Chris. <laughs> but you've been listening. Based to this on podcast. your time there, right, and based on your time there, and understanding that Holden and his sister were born and raised in New York City, how much do you think that that would fuck them up? I mean, it seems like, and Thessaly, feel free to to correct me if I'm wrong. People are a little bit uptight here. Would you Would you agree with that? As someone I think who is naturally uptight, I felt really at home at New York. So, yeah, I guess so. Uh, there's just a very there's a fast pace of life here. Everybody's moving around very fast. There's a, a lot of crowds. Yeah, everything a lot, of, a lot of pigeons to spit on. A lot of pigeons. Everything smells a little bit like urine. Uh, and I could really like this is a place that you could really just settle down and have a nervous breakdown in. You know. <laughs> And then you'd get to move to California. Yep. Um, That's Avery. Yeah? What's the deal with the pizza? Because, like, I know you got in some hot water criticizing pizza. <laughs> yeah, people people got a little bit angry about about me. I mean, here here's my point. Uh, my point about pizza is that uh, pizza is sort of just bread and tomato sauce and cheese, which anywhere you look at it <laughs> is a pretty delicious combination of Oh, foods. my goodness. Oh, That's my... I... This is science, all right? This is science. <laughs> and I can, I'm sorry, Thessaly. I think I think he's got you there. All right. He learned this from a cab driver. It is science. And those are three <laughs> delicious things. All right. If I blindfold you, just hear me out. I'm going to blindfold you, and then I'm okay. going to give you a slice I'm... of pizza from one place and one from a different place. I guarantee mm-hmm. that you will not be able to tell me which one's which. Let's let's try this sometime. This isn't going to accomplish anything, but Avery, anytime you want to come over and blindfold me and feed me pizza, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed you pizza and then touch you on your eyeballs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> While you wear a burka. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And let's drink. All right, it is time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. This is the last nice thing you're going to have to say about Catcher in the Rye for today. So uh, we're going to go in reverse order, which means, Thessaly, you have to go first. Okay, uh, compliment sandwich time. Um, <laughs> yep, I it should be just, easy because you like this book. I do love this book. I think the ending is just really terrific, and I, I don't want to spoil the book, so <laughs> I, I'll leave it at that. But I Wait, you really... mean the fact that he's in a mental, mental institution? Do you mean the fact that he was dead the whole time? (laughs) Wait, he was Kaiser (laughs) Soze? Turns out him and Brad Pitt were the same guy. No! (laughs) So, uh, one of the things that... that I I saved this out of the hate game, because this is something I definitely like that Holden hated, and I just wanted to wait and tell you how much I liked it. But he was complaining about how much he hates newsreels. And I've never seen a newsreel, but the way he described it made him sound awesome. The quote was, Newsreels? Christ almighty, there's always a dumb horse race and some dame breaking a bottle over a ship and some chimpanzee riding a goddamn bicycle with pants on. I mean, it's just so cool-seeming. Yeah. Just, I would love to watch a reel that was that clip that was just like... Dumb horse smash cut racing. bottle smash cut monkey yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what youtube is you guys really yeah i'm, gonna, I'm doing chimpanzee pants right now pants uh, bicycle right now what oh would chimpanzee million pants hits. bicycle yeah really none i mean like what this is yeah youtube is not take well, off you know what the, i think the safety search monkeys filter. with pants <laughs> yeah i'm gonna try monkey i think maybe chimp was too specific 
monkeys with pants. All right, see, now that is a... Avery totally found the video. Oh, oh my God. Of monkey riding a bicycle while wearing pants. Oh, nice. Nailed it. Oh, now he's sitting down and taking a break. Okay. Wait, also, you guys... Oh, my God, he's wearing pants. And they're not just wearing pants. They're wearing matching colorful sailor outfits. Yep. Guys. (laughs) They're not real sailors. (laughs) Guys. I'm with you. This monkey. Oh, it's over. Monkeys were on a bicycle wearing sailor outfits. <laughs> and he does take a break to sit down on his own chair. Yeah, on his own monkey sized chair. Monkey sized chair. Oh, it's very good. Oh, and it's all too Oye Como Va. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's yeah. the best thing that's ever happened to me. I forgot what my compliment is because of the monkey. Hang on. Yeah, I really have no idea what's going on anymore. Uh, my compliment is about the legal de- drinking age of New York in the 50s. It was 18 or whatever you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it hasn't changed that much. Now it's 21 or however slutty you are. But, <laughs> you know, I like That's that Holden knows how to exploit a rule. driver's license. It's like... Yeah. I'm no, a- but I, I like how Kid knows how to exploit a rule. You know? Yeah. He, just, he yeah. walks in with Charles Bronson-like confidence and, and he just goes for it. I have a, I have the letter that means I have to wear corrective lenses, one that means I can drive school buses, and one that means I'm a slut. Huh. There you go. You're not an organ donor. No, no, because those are not legally binding. The only thing that can legally bind you to organ donation is what your family says. What so, about almond brittle? In in some states, 18 states plus Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yep, indeed. <laughs> okay. All right, Ezra, minor compliment, and then we can get out of here. Um... I think this book kind of humbled me a little bit. Basically, I knew there was something wrong with it, but I really liked it, and so I'm going to have to conclude that I'm not smart enough to hate it. (laughs) That is a problem I've never experienced. (laughs) One day you'll find something that you know you should dislike, but you won't be able to, Alex. I disagree. (laughs) Flash forward to when we're reviewing Breaking Dawn. (laughs) I know exactly what's wrong with this movie. Taylor Lautner's got his shirt on too often. <laughs> oh. Cut back. <laughs> that is it for our show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this week. We have uh, we have really enjoyed it. We will be back again next week. All right, so, and we will be back again next week. Next week, we are going to be talking about Dead Until Dark by Charlene Harris. Most importantly to note about this, this is our first sponsored topic. This is comes to us courtesy of Catherine. Catherine has, uh, has asked us to review this, has, has forced us to review this. Uh, my understanding about it is that it's from the teen vampire genre because we haven't mm-hmm. done enough of that. I mean, it's not really teen vampire. Oh, they're adult. Oh, never mind. Then, then this is new territory for us. So we will be back with that next week. If you have a topic you want us to, to definitely cover, go to readdeshwood.com slash sponsor, and you can choose it. Also, take a second. Please go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep and help out our our guest, Thessaly, telling us what your first, what the first or oldest uh, version of a cougar that you can think of in literature, or just your favorite instance of a cougar in literature, not counting Cougar Town, because that shit sucked. Apparently, that's supposed to have gotten better. Yeah, I bet. Hey, uh, Avery. Yes? Thank you for joining us, uh, for being so expert on New York. Um, we've mentioned your book. Where is the be- If somebody's going to buy your book, 
where would be the place to buy it that you would get the largest cut of that? Mm. You can uh, either, you can go to Urban Outfitters, they have it at Urban Outfitters, uh, mm-hmm. or you can go to uh, the our website for it, which is neutralnewyork.com, uh, and then click through to Amazon, and then we'll get like a, a tiny uh, bonus for that. Oh, yeah. nice. But and Amazon's see, good because it helps your rankings. Exactly. Right? And you can you can see like a preview of the book there and, and do some other fun stuff. So yeah, check out that website, neutralnewyork.com. Congratulations, man. This is a this is great. I, I also enjoyed your last one and I will be picking this one up as well. So Thanks. Alright, uh, thanks as always, Chris and Ezra. Yep. Yep. And thank you so much for joining us, Thessaly. Make sure to go to girlcrushscene.tumblr.com. Thanks for having me, everyone. You're welcome, awesome. Thessaly. All right, we're out of here. Take care. Goodbye. Guys. Guys. Monkeys were on a bicycle wearing sailor outfits. He's monkey. Oh, it's over.